Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Latina CEO Identity Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Fernandez. I'm so happy that you are here. For today's episode, I am going to be joined by another one of my incredible clients that has actually been a part of Aligned Coaching and is currently a private client. I cannot say inc- more incredible things about this incredible human. I have the honor of calling her my client and also my friend, and I'm so excited for you to hear today's conversation that I had with this client. Her name is Claudia Barajas. Claudia Barajas is a first-generation bilingual life and career coach and registered associate marriage and family therapist. She helps first-generation Latina educators leave a career in higher education and start working for themselves to create more options and balance. Claudia went from being a burnt-out educator to aligning with her purpose and serving her clients through her coaching business and clinical work. She is a daughter of immigrants, a mental health advocate, a loving mother, and a partner. This conversation, y'all, is so freaking good. If you have ever worked in higher ed, if you currently work in higher ed, if you are identified as being an educator, this episode is going to be so freaking powerful for you. The conversations that we have today, all of the different gems that Claudia drops for us are out of this world. Listen to the full, full episode to make sure that you take notes and that you walk away with all these gems today. Hi, and welcome to the Latina CEO Identity Podcast, a show for Latinas who want to take the unconventional path. I'm so happy you're here. I'm your host, Liz Fernandez, a first-generation daughter of immigrants and therapist turned multi-six-figure CEO and identity coach. I help Latinas create and claim their identity as booked-out coaches and entrepreneurs. In this show, you will have a space to help you realize just how gifted and extraordinary you already are so that you start tapping into your gifts and start creating your Latina CEO identity. Lista? Let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Latina CEO Identity Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Fernandez, and today I'm joined by one of my incredible clients, Claudia Barajas. I know I always say this, y'all, but really my clients are freaking incredible. And so I'm really excited to be having Claudia on the show today for her to share her wisdom about the work that she does and really about the life she's impacting through her work. And so today we are joined by Claudia Barajas. Claudia, can you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hi, Liz. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. It's honestly a dream come true. Um, I'm Claudia Barajas. I'm a coach, a life and career coach. I'm also a registered associate marriage and family therapist. And I help first-gen Latina educators leave their career in higher education and start something for themselves so they could have more options and more balance. I love it, Claudia. Thank you so much for sharing about the work that you do because, you know, as you share about the fact that you help your clients really change and pivot the career that they're in so that they can do something for themselves that's actually going to fulfill them. I think we hear a lot of this work on the online space specifically with the, in the coaching industry, but your approach is so unique. I know that normally we hear that, you know, life and career coaches, they will help you increase your salary or like negotiate your pay. But the work that you do in the angle that you take to the approach that you take to working with clients is so beautiful and it's truly super unique. And so 
I want to hear a little bit about, you know, how you do a lot of work, you know, obviously you have a background in therapy work. I know that grief is something that you really specialize in. And so tell me a little bit about, you know, how has grief played a part in your career and in life transitions in general? Yeah, I love that question because I I do love working with grief. I think overall in the clinical practice and grief, not only in the sense of as we, I think, broadly see in our society when we lose a loved one or, um, you know, I think that's a lot of a lot a lot of like how we may view grief, but it's also part of the losses that we experience through life transitions, through identities, through moving. So that's also grief and grief comes up in those different areas that we all experience. And that's part of life, sometimes on a daily basis, right? If there's constant displacement or if there's constant shift in your life. So I think for me, I was just talking about this with another colleague on how much we didn't realize grief was a part of our childhood because we moved a lot and ultimately that led to depression, right? But I think now in this work, we were, as you start your healing work and as you go through life transitions, I think, you know, grief has definitely been at the forefront for my experience. And I remember working with my first coach and there was so much coming up for me in the sense of like, I'm grieving. I'm grieving that part of Claudia that was safe, that wanted to stay in her safety zone. But now she's stepping out of her comfort zone. I'm grieving those parts that I was sensing that I was losing. And because I was becoming and aligning more with who I have always been, but I was scared to be that person, you know? Because the other part was trying to protect me for so long. I love that you shared this, Claudia, because there's so much grief work that goes into career coaching. That This is why I'm saying all that, Claudia, over here, the approach she takes is freaking incredible and pretty extraordinary because the work that you're doing, right, with it, when it comes to grief, a lot of us don't realize that when we are trying to level up or like even like an increase in salary, right? Or like an increase in position or like climbing up the ladder in education, right? We don't realize it's gonna take grieving. It's gonna take unlearning certain things and like giving ourselves permission to step into another identity. And then I know we're gonna get into how much we attach our identities to the work that we do, but thank you for highlighting that that grief, you know, is such a big important part of of your work as a career coach and how it's played out in your life. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? Sorry, I got excited. No, I love that you mentioned that because, you know, I definitely do with my clients. We work with the grief because we, we don't try to resist it. We don't try to push it away. We work with it. And that's where self-compassion comes into place because it's part of the experience. So that's definitely part of, I think the unique approach that I definitely take with my clients in helping them pivot careers and align more with their purpose, you know? And I think that's a lot easier when they get to do that. Yes, tell me a little bit about your experience because I know you briefly mentioned it, right? How grief played a part, you know, in your career and like in your life transitions. When it comes to your career, what are some key pivotal moments where you noticed like, oh, I'm definitely grieving and how did you hold space for growing through that and feeling those feelings, right? As you, you know, you navigated that loss of identities and continuing to like grow and expand. That's a loaded question, but I'm really curious. 
No, I love that you asked that question because I think it really speaks to how my, so I, I worked in education for over, I think 10 years and that role became my, became my identity. And I thought I was going to retire in higher education. I thought I was going to forever serve students by being part of the educational system, right? Being an, an educator role. So when I realized that I didn't want to be in that role anymore, when I realized like I didn't want to be in serving students through that capacity, I used to work in direct services. That was a hard realization because I was almost grieving what I thought my life was going to look like. That is so good because, you know, as you mentioned, right, like that role became my identity. And there's so much here, right? Because when we do this work and we're in education, we deeply care about the direct work we're doing with students. When we even consider leaving the field altogether, right, it comes with a huge sense of like guilt and possibly even shame, right? Because how one, on one note, how dare we want more? How dare we want something else when this is so stable and safe, right? Which you spoke to earlier. And then there's another part of us that it's like, but what about my students? What about this work? Like, I'm an ally. I believe deeply in this work. I'm a product of this work. Who am I as a leader if I like leave, right? And it's almost like this internal conflict. And Claudia and I worked and had like overlapped roles at some point in higher ed. And so I I feel I felt this in my soul when I went full time into our entrepreneurship, which of course I know you'll speak to your experience on that, Claudia. But I just want to highlight those two parts, right? That really live in us and sometimes can hold us from they can keep us there, right? In the like, yes, we don't like the bureaucracy that happens, but also what about the bigger mission? We attend all these like professional trainings and we get inspired for a little bit and then we're like oh my god then we it's almost like a high and low of a roller coaster and I know I said a lot but you know it's the realities of what we experience oh yeah 100% you know I think that was my experience constantly and I think that was actually worse to my nervous system because the inconsistency of it you know I think there's like we've been conditioned to think like well you have the secure job you have the secure income benefits all of that right 96 hours of sick pay but really you you don't really have that time for yourself right it's like you have to ask for that freedom and then you don't get approved and then you have to go back to rearrange all your plans right I'm getting off track now but it just goes back to like how like we all start in our careers with the why, but I think when that why is not aligned with who we truly are, it feels really hard to move forward. And I think that's what happened to me. I took on a why to give back to my community because I knew other educators impacted my life. So I wanted to do the same for future scholars. However, that why quickly drained me and how I said earlier, the role became my identity and realizing that I didn't want to be part of that and knowing that I, did, I didn't know myself outside the identity. And that alone was hard. That was super hard. Tell us more about that because it's so true. And I know I experienced it when I left, when I left higher ed, I was like, damn, who am I? Who am I outside of, you know, this role as this professional? And I had a whole identity crisis. So I'd love to hear about, you know, what that process was like for you. Yeah, definitely. I think I got to a point where I felt so disconnected with who Claudia was. And I shared this with you, Liz, before, like my heart was screaming for help. 
but I just didn't know how to listen. I was suffering. My relationships were suffering. I didn't know what to do until I had a moment of like, you know what, I'm just going to ask for help. And that's when I decided to invest in myself through coaching because I was having these realizations that I don't want to be in this career my entire life. I want more flexibility. I want more balance. I want more options in my life. And I was not having that. And I was at the peak of my burnout. (laughs) Thinking of not being an educator was hard. However, reconnecting first to myself, getting to know myself again, that was the first step. The first step to detaching my self-worth, my identity to the educator role. And I think that's gonna, that's part of my healing work. And also something that I started doing before I left the career in higher education is I started to quiet quit. This is so good. Thank you for sharing this because I know we're going to dive into quiet quitting because I want you to tell us it's going to change everybody's perspective on like just where they're at in their career, especially if they're feeling burned out. And something that I want to highlight that you said was like your heart was screaming for help. And I know so many of us, myself included, the listeners today, right? We've been in a place where our hearts were screaming for help and we were probably struggling in silence feeling at a loss within ourselves, not knowing who we were, right? Not knowing what do we like? Who are we? Like, what are our hobbies outside of the constant, like, go, go, go mode and demands of their career of giving, 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 and then not receiving anything and not replenishing, right? I just want to highlight that because I know for so many of us, we can feel that way. And Sometimes we start to ask ourselves, like, what is wrong with me? Like, why am I not grateful? I have benefits. This is everything I've wanted. I have the degree on paper. Everything looks amazing. There must be something wrong with me, right? Why do I always have, why can't I hang on, right? Why can't I just keep the momentum going like everybody else around me? It must mean I'm not a good leader. It must mean X, Y, and Z. So we make it mean so many, so much about ourselves And in that process, we lose ourselves, which is what you were speaking to, right? Like the first step you had to lean into was, let me reconnect with myself. Because there comes a point where although we know we're good at what we do, because the tasks are so repetitive, there also comes a point where you're like, just going to work for going to work. And then you kind of lose the purpose behind it as well. And so it creates this internal conflict of like, well, then what else can I do? I've reached this point. Like, I don't want to be in this higher position. Like, do I? Or is it because of the money? Or is it because of the, is it going to be my ego? Is it because it's something I truly want to do? And so I just love that you shared this piece. Because as I just described this, they're probably wanting to quiet quit to be like, that's probably what they're leaning into as if you know, you're listening to this, asking yourself this. So do you have anything you'd like to add on that, Claudia? No, I I love everything that you said. And it reminds me how like, when I decided to leave the career in higher ed, I knew that I was aligning more with my purpose. And I was also so that's like the other part of grief too, right? It's like, yes, you're losing an identity, you're losing everything that you thought you were going to have, or what you thought you wanted for a long time. I was living the definition of someone else's success. That wasn't my success. I was successful on paper. And I think that speaks to what you just said, Liz. Like we're so many of us are so successful on paper, but that doesn't reflect our internal world. And that was me. And when I decided to pivot careers into mental health and my coaching business, 
you know, yes, I did go through grief and it was a loss, yet I was also gaining so much more and I wouldn't change that for anything. I love that you shared this, right? Porque a veces we focus so much on everything we're going to lose and we are afraid of que van a decir if our partners, our family, right? Especially Latinas, Latines with family expectations, right? Like we're supposed to be grateful and there's all these narratives that we often focus on all the things that we're going to lose, like the benefits, the pay, the salary, the role, right? Like all of it. And then we don't focus on everything that's going to be on the other side that we're going to gain. And so tell us a little bit about what that experience was like for you when you left and what were all the things that you gained that you could only possibly dream about, like que literal nada más pasan en las películas. Tell us what were all of those things that you would have never imagined having in your wildest dreams. I think I want to just cry with this question because it feels so unbelievable at the same time si alguien me contara esta historia like someone just came up to me like wow that's like it feels like a fairy tale story because my life was just so different a year ago I was again at the peak of my burnout my relationships were suffering to the point that we were talking about separation with my husband because I couldn't connect with others if I was so disconnected with myself so we're right now with my husband my relationship with my daughter we're we we have the best relationship that we've ever had. And that goes back to like when we work on ourselves, like our loved ones directly benefit from that. I've gotten to know myself on a deeper level. I love myself on a deeper level. I trust myself on a deeper level. I gave myself the opportunity to join, be in new spaces, receive the guidance, the support, the love that I know I deserve that I wasn't allowing myself to receive before. And that includes to like being with being in other rooms with other badass um, like entrepreneurs and believing in myself more and more each day. And also picking up my daughter from school, <laughs> dropping her off, dropping her off every day, taking her lunch, going on movie dates with her besties and her like the parents, right? taking vacations, going to Mexico, traveling, all of that. It's, it feels endless. And there's so much that has happened just this year that I wouldn't have imagined like my life could have completely changed just from that. It feels like one big decision, like leaving the actual career. But I know there were so many other decisions before that. I think that's where I am right now. I, I just like my smile, I'm smiling so hard right now. And also like, I also feel emotional because I just remember such a different Claudia. Like I remember such a different Claudia and I'm getting chills as I'm saying this because the picture you painted, I think, you know, for a lot of women, a lot of Latinas, Latines, they're hearing you and they're probably thinking, yo quiero eso, like I want that. But they also feel like, but it's not possible for me. Somehow, some way we convince ourselves that it's possible for other people, but not for people like us. So as someone that has seen part of your journey, and your evolution, Claudia, I know you were in a very different place. Like I remember freaking both of us showing up to work. And I, sometimes I would ask myself, you have a baby girl. Like, how are you getting to work on time and then finishing projects? And then you have a caseload of God knows how many freaking students. And, you know, it was like, comer cuando se pudiera y si no se podía, pues ni modo. Right. And so the fact that now you're painting this beautiful beautiful life that you've created for yourself, right? Like how your relationships have improved with your partner, right? Like 
with your with your daughter, the flexibility you have in your schedule, the way you love yourself, the way you trust yourself. And there was a line there that you mentioned where you said, you know, there was a love, like there were all the things that I was doing right. And there was so much love I wanted to receive, but that I wasn't letting myself receive. And that right there is like, oh, so profound because how many of us want all of these amazing things, yet we don't even create capacity to receive them, right? If we are always like running out with a bagel in our mouths, running out the door, sometimes not even a bagel, sometimes not even any food, right? Like, puro aire. And like, if we are in that place ongoingly, it's like the chaos. And Claudia's laughing so hard right now, but it's like, it's true, right? Like, and I have to be descriptive porque así eran nuestras vidas sentadas en el tráfico, el café se nos tiraba y todo. And like, we're trying to get to work and we're in the hustle and bustle. Like, when were we going to create time to slow down? When were we going to create time to get to know ourselves? And I know that time can also be a privilege and I fully want to respect that. But sometimes as people in higher ed, especially with the clients you specialize in serving, Claudia, we have the time. We can make the time. A lot of us, Yes, we are on salary based, right? But we also have flexibility in our schedule and we don't allow ourselves to stop being the star employee because we make our work ethic mean so much about who we are. And so for everyone listening, I want you all to know that your work ethic can never be in question. It can never be in question. When I realized that, I just gave myself so much time to breathe. And so I just want to highlight, I love what you shared, Claudia, because how else are we supposed to create these things for ourselves if we don't give ourselves permission to receive? And receiving is a whole different podcast episode. So what's coming up for you as I share this, Claudia? No, I love everything that you said because we do attach our worth, work ethic to our self-worth. And I was that person for so long. And I just couldn't leave work at work because what are they going to say? I'm not going above and beyond like my colleagues. I have to keep up. I have to do X, Y, or Z, right? I have to stay past midnight to review those essays from students that are turning them last minute, right? So I know we've all been there, but know that you, your well-being matters and no amount of work will ever determine your self-worth. You could only do that for yourself. And I think that was the biggest wake-up call for me when I was on this discovery journey, on this reconnecting journey. And I think that I go back to balance and how I help my clients is like balance looks beyond like the work and life balance. Balance for me is like, how can we release things off your plate? But when we release things off your plate, that comes through like, how can we release the shame, the perfectionism? If there's procrastination, why why, why are we procrastinating, right? Is it coming from feeling like I have to do everything perfect. Okay, where is that coming from? Because when we start releasing those things, that's when we allow for more balance in our lives, for more, essentially more liberation. We experience more freedom when we allow ourselves, one, how you said, Liz, to receive, but also to release a lot of the shame that we carry that's not allowing us to live the life that we want to. I love this so much. And I'm like taking notes over here. Y'all, everybody take out your notebooks because you can see that this work is so much deeper than getting a different job. Getting a different job is just a freaking bandaid that you are pulling off, right? I mean, that you are putting on. Anytime you change your, you know, you change your career, it's really a bandaid. It's not long-term. 
Before we go into the rest of this episode, I want to personally invite you to apply for private coaching for the last spots that I have left for the rest of the year. Inside of private coaching, we help you create your six-figure identity. I cannot wait to support you inside. Go ahead and click the link in the show notes if you know that you would love to work with me one-on-one for personalized private support. Private coaching looks like three months of us working together three calls a month and voice message support in between sessions. I cannot wait to coach you. Now let's go into the rest of the episode. I love that you shared, right? Like if for those of you listening, you might be asking yourself, suena todo muy bonito y todo, but like, how do you even make this happen? Right. And this is the work that Claudia just mentioned, right? In order for you to be able to call in these things in your life, you have to create capacity for it. It makes sense. You haven't created capacity for it because you've been in the day-to-day go, go, go survival. But what would happen if you allowed yourself to slow down, to rest, to release the shame, to release the perfectionism, to release the guilt, to change the inner dialogue that you have every single day? A lot of y'all, myself included, right? When I was in your shoes not that long ago, like I kept asking myself, why am I so tired? Why am I so like, what's wrong with me? I'm young, I'm healthy, segun, supposedly, right? And so why am I so tired, right? And it's because it makes sense. Look at all the things I was carrying. Shame, perfectionism, guilt. Like, I want you all to envision a little backpack that you have on, lleno de piedritas. Like, that's what you're carrying. And it makes sense. You're so tired and people can't see it. You can't even see it sometimes because it's so subconscious. And so this is how necessary this work is. And so I have this phrase that I like using, which is your job is replaceable. Your health is not. Because that's actually a podcast episode I think I have, or I don't know. I've said that somewhere, but it's true. Like your job is replaceable. Your health is not. And so if you want to create long-term effects in your life and in your career, you got to stop avoiding this work that we're talking about right now. And so on that note, Claudia, tell us a little bit about your concept, quite quitting. How did it come to be? Because I know it's related to this. Yeah, definitely. So quiet quitting essentially is you letting the job be just the job without going above and beyond. And I know it's easy to say and like, oh, yeah, of course, I'm just going to do my job. But honestly, like, truthfully, as first generation Latina educators, we go above and beyond in our job because we truly care about our students. We care about the work. We've been through the system. So we definitely want to facilitate things for our students. But that quickly drains us because we're, it seems like we're constantly fighting an entire system that sometimes I'm just going to say it seems like it's against the students. (laughs) But, you know, I think letting just the job be the job and of course doing what's within your job description, not taking things personally. I think we're handling personalities on a daily basis. So it's easy to take on things that don't belong to you, but knowing how to, like, of course, getting curious about your emotions and your thoughts, but without making it mean anything about you. And I think that's where the shame comes into place, right? Releasing the shame or addressing those parts of, of those experiences. So essentially, like that's quiet quitting where you de- start detaching from the identity as an educator, where you start refocusing that energy that you've been using towards your job and pouring that energy back to you. So you could heal, so you could focus on reconnecting with yourself, getting to know yourself again as who you are today, not so you were 10 years ago, as who you are today and who you want to become. So good. 
so good, Claudia, because you know what? I think we all have in some way, shape, some way, shape or form quiet quitted without even knowing. And I love this concept that you created because I think it provides a, a like a term to like the people you serve and like just people in general, right? Because yeah, girl, let the job be a job. <laughs> like you stop trying to prove yourself. You have nothing else to prove. Like you have that degree, you have, they hired you for a reason and you're really good at what you do. And obviously this is like for everyone, there's a spectrum, right? When you just entered the field, of course, you're excited. Of course, you care so deeply. And obviously there's seasons for everything. Claudia and I were in those shoes as well, right? Where we had so much hope. But I love what you mentioned about sometimes, you know, you're in the, as you're entering year one, year two, year three in the higher ed field, right? Sometimes we start realizing, damn, is this system created? Like we know the overall system isn't created for students to succeed, but sometimes you you start challenging those narratives, but getting really involved only takes away that capacity that you have. And so sometimes it's important for us to realize we have so many skills, we have to go and take them somewhere else. So we can continue to actually advocate for these causes that we truly care about. And so as you shared that, right, Claudia, and you share about like releasing the star employee mindset and really connecting with who you are and this higher purpose that you have, tell us about why you think it's so important to create something for yourself. I knew I had more potential. I knew that I wanted to do more in this life, but I was just so burned out because I was giving so much of my capacity and my energy to other people, both professionally and personally. So when I made that shift back to myself, I realized, okay, Claudia, we we have to create something for ourselves because at the end of the day, you got yourself. <laughs> and when I thought about like, wow, coaching, I could do coaching. That's something available for me. I remember just going down this rabbit hole researching and that's when I reached out to you and you met with me over like for a coffee. And that's why I say this is the dream come true because like that was a time that you told me you were going to start your podcast. So being here a year later, it feels like a dream come true. So I'm so happy that I get to share my experience now because I would have never thought, like I remember telling you, Liz, I don't think I could be a coach. And here I am, a full-time coach, <laughs> a year later. And, you know, the importance of just creating something for yourself because you get to be yourself. And how, how, like, we don't get that often in these spaces that we try to navigate on a daily basis, like in our workspaces, we don't get to be ourselves. And that is, for me, it's heartbreaking. And I know, like, I was, when I try to, I think that's something that I was looking for as I pivoted careers because I gave it a try. I went for that job role, right? But it just never felt like I could be myself. So creating this business for myself, creating this opportunity, you know, I think it's really goes back to like, I get to be myself and I get to serve. I get to serve my clients in a way that feels aligned with who I am. And I think that goes back to like the work that we do in mental health therapy, right? Of course, like we get to create from a place of service and knowing that we're going to do this long-term and also like, it's something for me, for me to, to create and to nourish because it's part of like the work that I want to do and part of my purpose. I love this so much. I, I specifically love that you shared 
you get to be yourself porque how often in these systems right in these in these institutions really do we filter ourselves over and over and over and over again for the sake of landing the promotion or like being okay with everyone around us right and like getting that pay increase or whatever it may be right going up in the ladder right and we lose we lose ourselves in that process and so i love that you speak to how much you know you creating your business has allowed you to create yes something for yourself but something that you get to now pour in all of the years and skills of experience that you have and so something so beautiful about creating something for yourself is that everything that you've done in the past with your experience it all comes with you and sometimes i think a lot of people will resist it because they think no like then that means i worked so hard for nothing or i wasted my time or i wasted my money and like what about all the interviews and all of the fail and trial and error and It's like, no, every single part of that process supports the work that you do now. And here you are like multifaceted with everything that you know how to do. And now you're bringing it all together and pulling from your toolbox and helping your community like get this perspective shift and heal through it, but also create these options for themselves in their career and in their lives in general. Yes, 100%. I think that's definitely what I want to do. With my clients, I want them to believe so deeply in their potential and create those options for themselves. Because just like a quick story, you know, I pivoted to mental health therapy last year and I went into private practice, right? And I used to idolize, like I used to think like, wow, private practice is also a dream. And I'm glad I did it because I got the experience, but also it showed me that it nothing is guaranteed unless you create something for yourself. I didn't think, I, I, I thought I was going to keep working in the private practice for a couple of years until I got my hours. However, it's actually closing down in December. So that reminded me of like, okay, it's time for me to focus fully on my coaching business because I get to decide like how to grow, how to expand my coaching business and still serve my clients. If I ever do want to close down my business, I get to decide that. So, you know, I think that's also like the amazing part of this too, that how you said, Liz, we do have so many abilities and so many skills that we get to use now. Um, and our work is not, no se va a ir a la basura, right? It's all going to be worth it. We get to use all of our, our abilities, knowledge, skills, and implement that to create something for ourselves. I love this so much because, you know, what comes to mind is, we are like, we maybe, how do I want to phrase this? Like the work that we're doing is so important for, you know, our even self-concept, right? Because, you know, we see ourselves and we're all often waiting for someone to tell us like, you're doing a good job, right? And in this process, it's like, I want you all to know that you have hella options, right? Every one of you listening, like has a wide variety of life experience, formal education experience and sometimes nos ahogamos en un vaso pensando like oh my god this means that my career is ending and I'm completely pivoting everything's gonna go to waste when instead I want you to think of it like no I have options like I get to hire myself right and if one day I decide that I don't want to work for myself anymore it's not a failure I gave myself the opportunity to try and see if this was for me and I, you can make it sustainable. Yes, it's very possible, right? But you can also choose, depending on the season of your life, 
if you do want to have a, a traditional nine to five, right? But guess what? Now you're leveraging those skills. You have a choice, right? And as people of color, as Latinas, Latines, we never had a choice. And so we're the first generation far removed from either poverty or like even having choices. That's the work that Gladia helps you do. And I just, I love highlighting the piece where this is a, this is a part of your story where you get to hire yourself. You don't have to wait for someone else to hire you and hope and dream that that's going to land in your hands. It's like, no, you get to create it and you are fully capable of doing that. So with that, Claudia, I see you nodding your head. I'm like, I don't know if you want to add anything to that. No, I just love everything that you said. Um, I agree with everything. And especially like you, one of my biggest lessons was like, I get to live with ease. And I think that was a big wake up call for me because as you know, for I could relate with you on this list, like as daughter of immigrants, and most likely we saw our parents do entrepreneurship. And, but it was very much of like, I need to provide or I need, like, we need to survive energy and that's totally fine. Right. But I think now just thinking about, wow, we have the option to do this and we get to do it with ease. That alone was a big lesson that really helped me move forward in my business. And that I will forever be thankful that I was able to realize that what feels like early on because it has really influenced me to continue forward. I love that. And I also love that you mentioned this part of entrepreneurship and how we view it, right? Because we have a lot of thoughts about a lot of things as human. And sometimes we we think, right, we hear the word business or start something for yourself. And you're probably thinking like those of you listening, right? Was what do I even have a business in? Like we typically correlate it to like a food business or like a janitor business, right? Like all these businesses that we see like a lot of typical Latinos doing, but we want you all to know that we're in a different age and time. And now there now more than ever, like there's so many different offers that you could have, especially as an educator and higher ed professional, right? Like there's so much that you can do consulting, doing training, speaking, coaching, right? Like there's so much that you can do in your very unique respective area. And so, of course, you're not going to know that now because that's what you need Claudia's work for, right? That's why you you need to ask these questions, right? And get curious and reach out and ask those questions and schedule a free consultation call so that you can get closer to uncovering that. But, you know, when you hear, don't shy away from leaning into the word entrepreneurship because it runs in our bloods, right? Like our ancestors and our lineage did it for survival, but we're doing it because we're leveraging our skills and our knowledge. And so it's so interesting. And I was actually talking about, I don't know with who about this, but it's interesting how Latinos, we see entrepreneurship as like para sobrevivir, but like freaking white people see it as, you know, to as you're leveraging, right? You're you're being resourceful. And this is not to create a divide, right? But it's to really point out the realities of that we live in and the narratives that are passed on to us, right? Like I think back to our master's education, Claudia, and a lot of the conversations that I would hear for us was like getting trained to work for the public sector, right? And then there were other people, right? More affluent people, because we went to a private school that, you know, we're having the conversations about how cool entrepreneurship would be. And then I was left with all these questions. And so that's going into a different conversation. But all of that to say that don't shy away from seeing yourself as an entrepreneur and the possibilities that, you know, can come from that, because there's many different ways. You just don't have all of the information yet. 
but this is why you want to ask for for guidance on this. So on that note, Claudia, as we're reaching the end of our, our, our episode together today, what are some of the tangible tips that you have for an educator, higher ed professional who wants to pivot or leave the education field altogether? Oh, I think I have so many, but honestly, the first one, I would tell you to get honest with yourself. <laughs> and I know that sounds very simple, but it's, I know it's, it could also be hard because it's hard to face realities that we don't want to face. Like I did when I said, I don't want to be in education anymore. And that's when grief happened. And that's like all those uncomfortable feelings that I had to um, process, but you don't have to do it alone, right? You do not have to do it alone. I was one of those persons. I was like, I'm just going to figure it out, right? I was so used to doing things alone, but you don't have to do it alone. That's why, you know, these services are available to you. That's why I do the work that I do with my clients and also defining, knowing how you're defining things for yourself. I know I had a limiting belief around being ambitious because that's how I grew up in my culture. If you're ambitious, you're labeled as a bad person or quiere más dinero, right? Very narrow definition. So the moment I unpack that limiting belief, it's like, oof, like, wow, all these possibilities just came up. <laughs> and that's when I truly decided to, okay, I'm going forward with my coaching business. I want my coaching business. And it's okay if I'm ambitious because I want this and I deserve this. So that goes with like, really, like, how are you defining things for yourself? How are you seeing things for yourself? That could change a lot of the perspectives that you have right now. As I mentioned earlier, I was living on someone else's definition of success. It wasn't my success. This is success for me. Being at peace internally, being with my loved ones, having the flexibility and fluidity in my career whether that's one-on-one coaching or whether that's working still with students, but on mental health and coaching services, like I will always be an advocate for higher education for all first-gen students, but I don't want to be part of the system anymore. So I get to choose and this is success for me. So knowing how you're defining yourself, being compassionate with yourself, right? Releasing the shame, the guilt that you're experiencing, that's all going to be part of the work that you need to do right now. And if this feels like, oh my God, it's so much, let's just start with one thing. You know, once you start focusing on one thing, that's going to lead us to the to the second thing and go from there. And most importantly, being open to receiving the love, the guidance, the support that you deserve, that you want, but sometimes it's just hard to ask for it. This is so good. I feel like you're speaking to like a freaking the version of me that was thinking about quitting her job. <laughs> but it's so good. Thank you so much, Claudia, for pouring into us. And for everyone listening, like as you can see, Claudia's presence is just so graceful and so like you're really held in her in her space, right? And so I just am in awe of the business that you've created, the evolution that you've stepped into. And I'm not surprised because I always knew you were going to do incredible, amazing things, right? But it is so beautiful to see the work that you do and how important it is for our community to give themselves permission to do this work. And so for everyone listening, right, I love what what Claudia shared of take it one, day at a st- one step at a time. It doesn't all have to be done at once. Cold turkey, right? It can literally be asking yourself this question of like, 
damn, I listened to this episode and it made me think, how am I really feeling about, you know, the work that I do and reaching out, right? Scheduling a consultation and getting curious about the work, right? And knowing that there are other Latinas, Latines that are doing this work already. And so I'm sure you you hire those presenters at work to pay them for their services. And so essentially that's part of the work that you could be doing, right? And so I hope that through this episode, you see yourself differently. You take so much and it inspires you to take action towards creating that dream life for yourself. And hopefully this episode gives you permission to really like ask yourself these powerful questions and be very real and honest with yourself about, you know, where you're at and what you want to create moving forward, especially as we are ending the, we're nearing the end of the year, right? Like don't wait until the end of the year. Don't wait until you're like coming back from the holidays, exhausted and not wanting to be at your job. And so these types of decisions need a lot of thinking. So yes, you we can honor going with at your own pace, but also they don't have to take a long time. They don't have to take years and you know, a bunch of different careers to to get there. Thank you again, Claudia, for everything that you poured into us. Tell us where can people find you? How can people work with you? Tell us everything. Yes, thank you so much. My heart's so full right now, Liz. And thank you everyone for taking the time. I set intentions for every time I'm going to do something that feels new and exciting. And today, one of the those intentions was Like I want to serve and I want to change one person's life. And my only hope is that this information, my story, my experiences, if they resonate with you, my my hope is that you take something away from you and that know that you don't have to make that big decision today to leave your job. If that's what you want, we'll work towards it. I will help you make those small decisions. I will help you leave your career in higher education with ease because everything counts and we will work with your nervous system we will work with the shame that's coming up for you we will we will work with the grief we will work with it all <laughs> so you could definitely find me at on instagram at healing with kaya and you are more than welcome to schedule a complimentary call for one-on-one private coaching and i'm so excited to serve you and to meet you soon yeah so good run don't walk I always say that y'all because I swear you're sitting on gems right now Claudia's work is so incredible as you can hear just how deeply she cares about the work that she does and the people that she serves and all of her information will be linked in the show notes so you'll be able to find a link to schedule a consultation call with her you'll be able to find her Instagram handle handle to read more about her work binge all her content her Instagram lives are gems And on that note, you will also find how you can get on her email list so that you can get these weekly wisdom things that she drops on her email list. And you can be the first to know when she has more spots available as they go. So she does currently have open uh, availability. She now has clients, I believe, for December and January. And right, I think those are the, the two months. And so, yes, make sure you get your call scheduled with her so that you can learn more about her work and. Even if you want to take the holiday break, you can always get on that call with her beforehand, secure your spot, and you all can start in freaking January, okay? So again, we all need support year-round, and so get the support that you need now. Um, So thank you again, Claudia. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. If anything resonated with you, tag us, DM us. This was incredible. 
Thank you so much for being here today, Claudia, and for pouring into us. Such a powerful and enriching conversation. Thank you, Liz. It was such a pleasure. And without further ado, we will see you in the next episode. Thank you again, Claudia. If you took value from this episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show. This will help other Latina CEOs find us. And if you're excited about this podcast, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Life with Liz. That is L-I-F-E-W-I-T-H-H-L-I-Z. Mil gracias por estar aquí and I'll see you in the next episode.